Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. Now, every year we celebrate Bonfire Night, and now we know its history as discussed in the first hour of the programme. What are the rules for the use of fireworks and bonfires if we have them in our gardens? What time should we start our firework displays and when should they finish? To find out more about our safety and how to have a good bonfire night, I caught up with Andy Clay, who's a station manager with West Midlands Fire Service earlier this morning. And I really want to find out about the do's and don'ts and the safety around bonfire fires and fireworks but i really wanted to know about his role in the fire service and what he does in relation to fire prevention yeah so i'm a station manager within our prevention team based at headquarters in birmingham and what Um, what does the prevention team do although i suggest there's probably a clue in the in the title absolutely yeah so we we aim to prevent fires from occurring in the first place we call this our upstream firefighting so we do things like safe and well visits in uh, vulnerable people's homes. So we always try and target the most vulnerable people in our communities. Okay. And do you go into schools and things like that? Yeah. So we do school visits um, and we've got people called complex needs officers that go out to, you know, extremely high, highly vulnerable people. And I mean, let's just rewind a little bit and look at schools because education um, starts there, really, doesn't it? With, with with making people aware of this sort of thing. How receptive are the children and young people in schools? Extremely. I mean, we've got our firefighters that go into schools, and we've also got a safe side facility based in Birmingham which is a fantastic facility that's got things like canals, it's got a street, it's got a bus, it's got an alley. It's, it's a brilliant education facility for young, young, young people. Um, I, I worked within um, an evaluation role before I did uh, the station manager role. Uh, my role was in part about measuring the impact that we have on those young people. And when we go back out to the schools and we speak to the the children, it's it's fantastic to see how they use the education that we impart on them to make their environment safer. And that's key, isn't it? And I mean, you know, bonfire night is round the corner. Obviously, that's what we're we're talking about. But moreover, when you see um, people abusing fireworks in the streets, I mean, there is legislation around that and such like. I don't want to, to stereotype or anything like that, but generally it's young people mucking around who do not understand how volatile these are. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we would urge shop owners to be responsible when they're selling these fire, these fireworks. You know, it, it is illegal to sell fireworks to anybody under the age of, of 18. You know, and we'd, we'd also encourage shop owners to make sure that the, the fireworks that they sell are, are compliant with the CE or the UKCA markings. Okay, I'll come on to that in a second. I mean, is there such a normal thing as a normal bonfire night for the fire service, or are you on heightened alert throughout, or, or do you find that some years you have a quieter night? In my experience, generally we don't have quiet nights over bonfire night. Um, it normally stretches from anything to sort of four days to a week really depending on people's availability to have bonfires so yeah 
And and do, do people just not construct bonfires safely, or or you know what sort of things trigger a fire to go out of control that then they have to call you? So some of the things that I've seen um, over the years is when people are setting up bonfires, they don't give consideration to how close it is to things like fences, buildings, other outdoor structures, um, and then they catch on fire. The fire quickly gets a lot bigger than what you think it's going to. So what's the best way that we can um, construct a bonfire and, and keep it safe? How, what, how should we do that? In my experience, I would say that we you would aim small initially and then gradually build it up over a period of time, but keep it safe and keep it under control. I suppose if you make a large bonfire in a small space, that's when it gets out of control, as you've just said. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any sort of categorical, you know, no-nos that we, we should adhere to when, when constructing a bonfire? Yes. Don't be tempted to use any accelerants like petrol and things like that. Um, they are so dangerous and I've seen the after effects of people using petrol on fires and I'll be honest, it, 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 it's horrendous. I watched, I don't know whether you saw it, there was a programme on Channel 5 on, oh, crumbs, I think it was Wednesday night and I caught it by chance and it was presented by uh, Dr Zan Tullican and it was all about the history of the gunpowder plot, but they explored really, you know, the history, the, the story behind it, which we, we covered off in, in an earlier interview on the programme tonight. However, um, they gave you some demonstrations on how volatile gunpowder is. And, you know, you've got fireworks that will have certain, you know, chemicals and, and carcinogenics in it. And, you know, even just a small amount of, of gunpowder is really, really quite dangerous stuff. Yeah, and that's exactly the same as a, as a firework. A firework is an explosive, isn't it? And they are, if they're not handled properly, dangerous. So we would recommend that follow the instructions, be safe, but have a good time. And use one of those fused wicks, not a not a naked flame Absolutely. to light them, obviously. Do you have to seek permission, Andy, to have uh, bonfires and things, or is it something that people are at liberty to do? You know, is there a reasonable amount of trust and responsibility placed on the public? As far as I'm aware, yes. There's the rules state that on bonfire nights you can be setting fireworks off up until midnight, but then any other time of the year, say it's uh, it's eleven o'clock on the evening. Are there any things that you're aware of that are considered illegal on bonfire night? I mean, you touched on on you know a little bit about the safe use of fireworks earlier, but, you know, you wouldn't throw fireworks, for example, and you wouldn't set them off uh, in the street or in a public place, but what, what else does your knowledge extend to on that? So I think you've answered it, to be honest. The um, fireworks shouldn't be used in public places, um, and obviously the, the, the laws about selling and purchasing fireworks. And I guess that, you know, from a perspective of West Midlands Fire Service, then obviously on a, on a bonfire, I'll say not necessarily bonfire night, in the period leading up to it, if you like, you've all got your own work to do. You've all got other calls coming in from members of the public and irresponsible behaviour would obviously drain your resources uh, considerably. Yeah, so our fire control will be extremely busy over the next few days. And whilst they're dealing with these unnecessary fire calls, hmm. 
it, it poses a real challenge to deal with the other incidents as they come in. They're, they're a fantastic team in there and they do a great job. But it just, if we can be careful, we can be thoughtful, that, that would be a great help. But the thing is as well, I mean, you can't legislate for accidents, things that are just genuinely accidental. No, you can't. I've personally been to house fires that have been caused by fireworks, landing in the guttering and setting fires to the roof. You can't, as you say, um, plan for everything. It's impossible, isn't it? Absolutely. I remember uh, many, many years ago, I, I was a special constable um, where I lived for about 15 years and I was out policing a public bonfire and it was such a foggy night um, and this public bonfire was in a park and next door to the park was the telephone exchange and because the fog was so heavy and there was so much smoke from the, the professional display that was going on, uh, the air conditioning units in the telephone exchange happened to suck it in and trigger the fire alarms and then I had to try and let fire engines through who were actually going for nothing but that you know they were required to attend because the alarm had gone off um so you, you know that, that unfortunately wasted their time but it shows that the process worked yeah and on that i think it's important to think about the environment that you're in if you do decide to have a bonfire in your garden or set some fireworks off it's just to really consider the environment you know you might have neighbors vulnerable people living by you people with pets that really don't like fireworks so just give some real consideration to the environment you're in would be our advice another thing that that we have is sparklers um and are the rules for sparklers the same as conventional fireworks i don't would know you, would you say i mean because they're, they're still they're still a you know a um a, a sort of a, not an explosive but they're still a I, I suppose a kind of firework aren't they so we would be expected to use those responsibly so the advice that we give around sparklers is, you know, children under the age of five should not be using sparklers. If they are over the age of five, they should be using sparklers with gloves on. Um, they should be keeping it at arm's length. And they just need to remember that these things burn at like, thousands of degrees. And um, once you're finished with it, put it in a cold bucket of water and make sure it's out. And if you drop it and tell the children that you're with that if they drop it, to not pick it up and to go and see speak to an adult absolutely i remember when i was little i made the fatal mistake of touching um an extinguished sparkler and you know i was only i don't know six possibly something like that seven uh and uh, i didn't say oh dear either when when i touched that because they're, they're incredibly hot and you mentioned they're a bucket of water it's probably worth keeping something like that if you if you're having a bonfire in the garden um should it get out of control so what we would advise is just to keep like a hose pipe or something to hand, but equally to remember if the fire does get out of control, don't delay in calling us. Call 999 and get us out and we'll deal with it. We don't want anybody getting hurt trying to fight a fire. That's our job. Would you say in your experience, Andy, that, that are we getting any better at organising displays in our gardens than we were a few years ago? Because I think there, I think the, the culture has shifted in where there is more awareness and more responsibility, but sort of, you know, 40, 50 years ago, and anything seemed acceptable. But, you know, what, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Personally, I mean, I've been in the West Midlands Fire Service for 16 years now, um, and it's been quite consistent to be honest, across the, the, those years around bonfire night, the sort of level of activity at different stations that I've worked at. So it's, 
I'm not sure on the stats on whether or not pe- more people or less people are being injured or um, from fires or fireworks. And how, how do you spend sort of bonfire night with your family unless you're working, of course, then that, that's a different matter? Yeah, so I, I try and go to uh, organised events as we would urge anybody to go to an organised event rather than having a bonfire or firework display in their garden. But we do recognise that th- these aren't cheap. It's not cheap to go to an organised event. But neither is um, a box of fireworks. Exactly. So, but it is much safer going to an organised event. But and we I have do recognise. I have to admit, people. though, the public events, the, the, the big organised displays, because they're done by professional companies, um, the, the displays are just amazing. They really, really are, because, you know, they're the experts. They know what they're doing. I'm fortunate enough to live not that far from Himley. So from my house, I can see the amazing display that Himley put on every year. So I'm quite lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't blame you. What would be, Andy, uh, just, you know, three of your top tips um, to help keep us all safe over bonfire night? So I think if we're talking about bonfires in your garden, make sure, as we mentioned earlier in the interview, that your bonfire is not by any fencing or buildings or hedges. Um, keep people at a safe distance, keep children at a safe distance from a bonfire and have a responsible person that remains with that bonfire at all times. With regards fireworks, again, if you're going to use fireworks, again, think about the environment that you're doing it in. Think about those around you. Again, keep children safe at a safe distance and um, if a firework fails to go off, don't be tempted to go back to it. Give it some time. Because it might suddenly, you know, accelerate and go off anyway. Exactly. I mean, one thing we, we touched on earlier on very briefly uh, was about looking after our animals. Um, are there any set rules for this? Or, you know, we're always told keep pets indoors and such like, but um, any thoughts on that? Only the advice that we give to, to as you say, to, to keep pets indoors, maybe put some music on to try, try and drown out the noise of uh, the bangs, um, if possible. I know for a fact dogs like classical music. Is that true? I'll take yes, your word it is. For it. it is true. It <laughs> is true. Uh, I've heard it said before, and some, uh, some years ago I was dog-sitting for a friend of mine, and the dog was distressed. I don't know why, it just was. Um, and uh, I was in, in my friend's house sort of thing and I found out how to work the, uh, the radio and I, I put uh, some classical music on and the dog's temperament changed completely Wow It was really weird uh, <laughs> and as you say, putting music on um, he's going to drown out, drown out the sound of the fireworks anyway Yeah Where can we get more information online from, Andy? So if you visit our website um, there's information on fireworks and there's information on bonfires within our website okay and that's wmfs.net it's as simple as that wmfs.net andy clay from west midlands fire service thank you very much for talking to friday night clive that is your lot for this episode you can catch the program live every friday night on black country radio from six o'clock p.m And if you like our podcast, please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you very soon. 
This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by me, Clive Payne, and produced by Andy Caddick.